Hello, my name is Erica Shea and you are tuned into Slay where each week you and I turn our attention inward and reflect on ideas intended to help move you into a state of inspiration and empower you to take decisive proactive action toward achieving your goals and reaching your highest potential. Today, we are talking about mindset as it is key to developing faith, attracting success, and experiencing abundance. If you are ready to build resilience, cultivate a sense of well-being, improve your self-esteem, and just find greater meaning in your life, then this episode is for you. Let's get into it. The Buddha is attributed with saying, what you think, you become. What you feel, you attract what you imagine you create. In other words, everything begins in the mind. Our thoughts literally become things, but they don't become things until they're paired with emotion and backed by faith. Faith being a sense of trust, confidence, or belief in something. Unfortunately, faith is undiscriminating and it can be applied towards thoughts that are limiting and disempowering just as easily as empowering right? With this in mind, knowing that faith is, it's an essential ingredient to our ability to manifest and knowing too that faith is a faculty of mind that we all possess and can use. Wouldn't it make sense to just make sure it's cultivated in a way that works for us rather than against us? Mindset is the literal framework for our thoughts. Just like roads and highways require engineering to make sure traffic flows in a way that allows us to get to our destinations more efficiently and more safely, so does the structure of our thinking. It requires some inner engineering to avoid falling apart and make sure that we reach our destination successfully. And destination just meaning our highest potential, okay? So going back to what we opened with, if What we imagine is what we create. And if what we want is to live a life of abundance, meaning we want to live a life that is full of joy, full of purpose, that is aligned with our values and our priorities, then our inner thoughts, they have to be a reflection. Our mindset then must be a match that attracts. This is where you have to get really real with yourself and become really honest about what thoughts you allow yourself to entertain from a moment to moment basis and take full accountability for your peace and your life. Because we don't change and we will not change until we decide that we literally cannot and will not tolerate the status quo any longer. It's our attitude that stimulates responses in our lives, both inwardly and outwardly. And what you believe you become, it is what you attract. So I ask you, as I tend to do, how happy are you with the current conditions of your life right now? Are you willing to draw a line in the sand with yourself and say, enough is enough? Are you willing to hold that vision that you defined last episode, that burning desire of your heart above all other just bullshit? Because it it really is just you against you. What you seek is seeking you, but you have to be out here seeking, meaning you have to be out here taking action. Anything of value is going to come at a cost. Are you willing to pay the cost? Are you willing to do the work that is required? If you want it bad enough, you will. If you are committed, you will. You will push through and you will find solutions to rise above any of the current obstacles in your life. So what do you want? I don't know about you, but I want prosperity. I want abundance, growth, wealth, 
health, and success. So if I know I want that, that it is a non-negotiable. Therefore, I know my mindset, it has to be a mirror. That's, there's no if, ands, or buts about it because as within, so without. What you feel, you attract. And if what I feel is a result of the thoughts that I think, then I know I need to get my mindset right. I need to get it on point. There's no half-ass about it. Remember, small fires make small amounts of heat. And I don't know about you, but I'm trying to lead just a beautifully fulfilling life. Key word, lead. I'm trying to create and take ownership. And if you're with me, it's something that you desire for yourself as well. Then it is time to leverage and make use of the power of faith so that it may better serve you. Okay. So how do we do that? We do that by providing ourselves with a foundation to build upon something that is sturdy and that can support us. For me, this has been acknowledging and accepting my oneness with infinite intelligence and just remembering that I am a part of the growth, expansion, and beauty of it. All right. It's with a capital I. This belief that I am a product of nature's intelligence and that I share in its exceptionally powerful, creative, and ever-evolving makeup, it empowers me. You have to find what resonates with you, but find something because it's a faith in something greater than yourself that's going to not only help you feel more capable of the doing of the things that you've never done before and that you also have fear around. So with that said, speaking of fear, let's also be clear. Fear is just misplaced faith. All right. If you're scared of something, you strongly feel away, you just misplaced your faith. Disbelief is also misplaced faith. And it is my intention through this episode to help you reroute and redirect it. Okay. Once you've provided yourself with solid ground, the next thing is to think about your building materials, which will consist of your thoughts and beliefs. This is where you decide to literally say no to any thought that does not align with your intention of creating prosperity in your life. And let's define that really quickly. I'm not talking about material possessions and financial resources. I'm talking about prosperity as a state of mind, a way of thinking that focuses on abundance, growth, possibility. It is a state of mind characterized by positivity, resilience, and a belief in your ability to create and attract prosperity in all areas of life. Saying no to any thought that doesn't align means banishing any thought that pulls you from best self-center, your peace, your aspirations, or your highest good, period. It means when a thought that attempts to do any of those things does pop up, you catch yourself swiftly and you tell yourself to pivot. And I'm dead serious. Like if it pops up in your head, pivot. Because if you don't, it's going to leech power from you. And anything that makes you feel like shit and has the power to pull you from leading a life that you love doesn't deserve that kind of access. It is too great a risk. Again, you have to decide what is more important, your desire or your ego wanting to ruminate on things that don't serve your greater good. Like the past is gone. What's done is done. Focusing on today, the present moment, and the vision that you defined when you're not doing anything at all. Those those are the only things that are entitled to your attention at any moment. 
unless you're reflecting on how you can personally take initiative to improve something in your life, that is the only time that you should spend in thought when it comes to the past. The past does not deserve the right to steal your joy today. And I'm telling you, if you let it continue to happen, it will affect every tomorrow. So decide and hold yourself to a new standard. I I can't emphasize that enough. Think of it this way. And honestly, this may sound aggressive, but it is what it is. If you are holding on to hurt from your past, be it from your parents, former lover, whoever, something that they said, something they did, some hurt that happened to you a couple of times, those hurts were inflicted upon you in those moments. But you re-inflict that hurt and pain on yourself every single time you choose to think a disempowering thought that doesn't deserve you and that doesn't serve you. Each time you choose to sit in those memories that do nothing for you today and that you have not chosen to pull a lesson from or to pull anything positive from that can help you with tomorrow. So with that in mind, who is the worst offender? Like who's the worst offender? Is it them or is it you? Half the time people hurt us, it's because they're hurting. And when they hurt us, it isn't even about us. So not only are you holding on to pain, it wasn't even yours to begin with. You forced yourself to sit through repetitive thoughts that make you feel worthless, like a failure, like you're not good enough, abusing yourself over and over, essentially. But yet you're still focused on them. You have to wake up and realize how everything starts with you, how what you give power to in your mind, how it has power over you. Free up your power so that you can reallocate it towards building a life that you love, that energizes you, and it allows you to feel the worth and the love that is literally dying to express through you. When you're feeling depressed and you're feeling low and worthless, think of it that way. Consider the fact that it's because you've repressed the love that is trying so hard to express through you by choosing thoughts that oppose it. Every single time you choose a disempowering thought, love moves further and further away from you. Remember, what you seek is seeking you, but you have to seek it. You have to go for the thoughts of love. You have to choose thoughts that enable you to see possibility and potential. Only then will those feelings be able to flow through you with more ease. Remember, Like attracts like. I know I repeat a lot of these phrases so often, but I swear to you, they are so helpful to just keep in your mind. Notice when you think a bad or sad thought, another one comes up and then another one. Until something disrupts your reverie, you will be in a loop of a million thoughts that are all a vibrational match for each thought that you are thinking. And because that's what you're thinking, psychologically, that's what you're starting to radiate out psychically to the universe and others. The same thing happens when you choose to think positive thoughts. So the law of attraction, it does not discriminate. We have full creative power over our lives, but until you begin to mold your mindset, you will only ever live by cause and effect. You always be a victim of life, right? Remember episode three, consider your life as a business. As CEO, you develop the direction of your business. You're responsible for analyzing data, 
assessing risk, making informed decisions. You're responsible for the performance of your business, how well your life goes, and ensuring that it's profitable, it's sustainable and compliant, but you have to be actively involved. How are you currently running your business? Your mindset is what determines your processes and protocols, which in turn determines your success. Okay. Apply the things that we talk about. I'm telling you, as soon as you take ownership and responsibility and you start to actively witness your life transform and things begin to manifest all due to the thoughts that you were thinking, and you can connect those dots, the more your faith will begin to increase, the more unshakable it becomes, the stronger your manifesting abilities become and the quicker you're able to truly turn thoughts into things, really transforming your situation, your circumstances. Mold your mindset by holding the vision for your desire and back it by faith that you can be, do, and have anything that you put your mind to and see what happens for you. Just try it. If you enjoyed this episode and know someone who could benefit from today's message or any of the content that we discuss, be sure to share it with them. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Until next time, continue to show up for yourself in a major way.